What's up, guys? We're getting ready to get into this podcast that's super spoilery for The Rise of Skywalker. This is Tyler of Realm of Collectors fame, huge Star Wars fan, and my buddy Andy that's been helping me with the Force Friday stuff. And this conversation, it takes a minute to get into it, right? Because we're dealing with how we kind of feel about this movie, and we're kind of trying to feel it out. Just if you're interested in it, if it is too bogged down in the beginning, uh, give it a minute. And we get to some pretty interesting places and and kind of conceptual ideas regarding our feelings on the sequel trilogy, the saga as a whole, and this movie in particular. So it may seem a little on the negative side of things at first. It's definitely not a bash fest. And the more you, you kind of wait and be patient and get into it, you will realize that. All right. So I hope you guys enjoy. It's a pretty good conversation. Let's go. What's up, everybody? We are back. This is the show that we have yet to come up with a name for. It's uh, Bobby, Andy, and Tyler, also known as the Bat Crew that doesn't talk about Batman enough, I guess. Um, <laughs> we all saw uh, The Rise of Skywalker last night. We had covered the spoilers, so it was only right that we get together and sort of talk about it now that it is out. Gentlemen, let's start with an out of 10 score and then get into it. So that people kind of have a baseline as to where we're coming from. Uh, let's start with you, Andy, because I, I know where yours is, and we can go ahead and get that right out of the way. So when I left the cinema, I gave it a two, which is not fair and is not accurate. I would give it a four, maybe a four and a half at a push. I okay. didn't like it at all. Okay. Tyler? I would say six. Okay. And I'm a 5.5. And I, and I could go up to a 6.5. It's possible. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's talk about it kind of. Um, Andy, I want to kind of do this in a, in a compliment sandwich because I know you got a lot of negative to say about it. And I don't want to leave on a sour foot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, so what did you love if anything, or what did you like about it? Listen, there was there was plenty I loved. There was plenty I liked. I thought the acting across the board was great, especially Daisy Ridley. Like she was on fire in this film. Like she was really, really good. Yeah. Um, you know, I the usual shit. The special effects were good. It had some decent fights. Um, I'm I'm gonna be honest. There isn't really a whole lot. Other than that, I really feel it was a huge swing and a miss. And I hate saying that because I know we've all pretty much been about positivity up to this point, and I absolutely <laughs> still am. No, I absolutely still am. I mean, I still love Disney Star Wars for the most part, but this this one was really not for me, right. to be honest. Right. Uh, Tyler. <sighs> I, I think it looks amazing. I think the special effects were... Um, on point, some I would say better than some than we've seen in some of the previous Star Wars movies, especially like with the Force Ghosts and the de aging, etc. I think they've improved even from mm-hmm. eight to nine. I agree. Uh, I think the fight scenes in this may go down as like the best lightsaber battles. Um, really, I I think they were choreographed beautifully. Hmm. Um, I think the Death Star one was. The, yeah, the, well, the one in the water, like the the yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah, one sure, that was one, great yeah that one was great yeah that that was the one I was kind of referring to I I think that was a big one um to Andy's point I think Daisy did amazing um 
But yeah, I think that's kind of it. I'm not really 100% sold on this thing yet. Join the club, man. Uh, so let me tell you what I loved for first and foremost. Uh, I love what this movie says about family. Um, that it is like it, it's it's these characters and they don't quite come together. Not the way that I, I would want them to. Uh, they they kind of come together in a way where they're coming together because they just have no other where to go. And it's a relationship, I think, at the end of the day, that's built out of necessity. And as a result, it doesn't come through as like a natural chemistry between the crew. But I like the idea uh, in concept, uh, not to say that I liked it for the closing of the saga, of her taking the Skywalker name and kind of you know renouncing her own lineage uh, because I relate to that in a big way where family has always been what I've built and never what I inherited. Uh, so I dug that a lot. That's the saving grace on the pre on the sequel side of things with this movie for me. I love pretty much all of their handling of all of the original trilogy characters, especially three PO. Um, wow. And uh, the rest of it, uh, the rest of the sequel trilogy stuff is is where it falls short for me that's where my problem lies is how they handled you know specifically not collectively how they handled poe finn ray kylo and uh and palpatine would be the only original character original trilogy character i think that was kind of mishandled uh so that's 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 what i love um about it uh it moves. It moves. Like, it, it, there's not a lot of downtime. Like, it's... I don't think it's a boring film. You know what I mean? By any stretch. Like... But... We all have issues with it. So... Let's just get to talking. Let's just get to the shits at this point. Who wants to say something? I'll let Tony oh. go first. I've said a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say... Uh... I'll just jump in. Like, even even with the spoilers, like I feel like the pacing of this movie was like in your face from the go. Like there was no foreplay, there was no lubricant. Like it was you're getting this Palpatine dick and all all ten inches of it, like from the jump. Right. And I feel like I, me personally, I needed a little bit more of a slow burn. Like I almost feel like walking out of this thing, like this could have been two movies. It could have been Palpatine's rise back to power because it just seems weird. Like all of a sudden there's just like a radio signal that goes out and everybody's in it. Um, There were some things they like they did with Palpatine that I didn't think felt very Star Wars. Like the mechanical arm he was hooked to seemed like much more, much more alien, much more Star Trek like Borg even Mm. than it did Star Wars. Um, I thought the, the cult of, uh, I guess the Sith true believers, uh-huh. like his audience, uh, the gallery, if you will, was yeah. a little much. It was, a, it was, I, I feel like it was a little much in numbers. I kind of like it in yeah. concept, but I'm like, how did all these people get there? 
Well, and so I was thinking, you know, a hundred people, not right. ten thousand. Right, is like what it felt like. It it felt like a professional sports stadium. Yes. Like, oh, okay. Yes. Um, I feel like Poe was the same Poe we got in eight. I don't feel like there was much of an evolution to him as a character at yeah. all in yeah. this. Um, aside from his the very ending of the movie where he's having to deal with the fallout of Leia's death, uh, I thought Finn was just. Although I feel like they try to make him be a little bit more sensitive to the Force, I thought it was just a little too little, too late. Yeah, that's kind of my big issue. It's kind of what you're, kind of the stuff you're, you're, you're getting on is like it seems disjointed from the other two. Like. It's a whole new threat. Uh, the threat doesn't actually ever really seem threatening to me. Uh, and um, I feel like the, the, the character... So, like, I, I wanted... You know, my personal feelings is I, I wanted uh, Ray and Kylo to be related, right? That being said, I feel like I would have been okay if they would have really dug their feet into the romance of it but they didn't really do that either like everything about this just feels very surfacey to me in regard to the sequel characters where i feel like there is a lot of meat on the bone so to speak of what they did with the pre i mean the original trilogy characters um andy what do you got uh look to, to be honest with you, I um, it's kind of killing me to be as negative about this film as I am. Mm-hmm. It really is, and like for anybody listening, if you enjoyed the hell out of this film, like go you, I would much rather have walked out of this being amazed and elated by it than I would be so pissed off. But everything about this film to me felt, it felt surface level, like you said. It felt like there was no depth. It felt like at least two movies, if not three, yeah. crammed into one, right from the first sentence of The Crawl. Um, and, and I'm down for a film that doesn't let up. Right, The Force Awakens doesn't let up. It's, it's, a, it's a ride, it's a journey. But this is not that. This is just bad. It's just it's badly edited, it's badly plotted, it's... Oh, and right, to be honest with you, right from the first few minutes of this film, I was thrown off, because from the end of The Crawl, to when Kylo has met Palpatine and essentially got his mission to go find Rey is so fast and so sudden it, it immediately threw me off mm. and I pretty and I kept waiting for the film to buy me back in I mean I remember about the halfway mark when Poe was on on the roof on Kijimi with uh, Kerry Russell I remember thinking, okay, you know, if it picks up a bit from here, like, like I'm still on board because mm-hmm. I love these characters. I love Ray. Right. I love Kylo Ren. Right. I love Finn. I love Paul. Um, and and it, it didn't. It completely fell flat on its face to the point that by the time the climax rolled around, I mean, I turned to my brother who was watching it with me and we were both just completely checked out of the film, like 100%. Mm. It, it, nothing about this film worked for me. So, like, so here's the things. Like, they're, they're, like I... For like all the three PO beats, like recently we've been talking about like uh, on Nerd Rage and and here for you know Force sensitive here and there, like who is your favorite character of each film, and they're all different for me. But in this one, it's three PO. Like really, I love him in this movie. Like I find him like so endearing. 
and uh even the beat where like he just where they're all looking at him and he turns around as if they couldn't just be looking at him like they had to be looking past him like i love that shit i love uh you know uh babu this is babu frick he is my oldest friend i love that like it i love that like who 3po is doesn't change in spite of his memories where like we are kind of you know the collective uh culmination of our memories like i talk the way i talk because i've talked like that yesterday and i you know i i I know i like this much creamer in my coffee because this is how much i had in there yesterday but like 3po is in at his core who he is all the time it's just his memories are in addition to that i love that about 3po Um, like his heart is always the same it's not a product of his environment you know so to speak i agree with all of that i thought 3po was great the humor was on point yeah that was not my issue in the movie no 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 and i'm not suggesting that is i'm just trying to you know this is gonna be a lot of uh criticism so i'm just trying to insert some 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 hope (laughs) here and there yeah i get yeah i agree i agree with all of that 100 percent um uh, let me see what else i um well oh go ahead tyler yeah go ahead tyler go ahead no, I, what I was saying was they shouldn't have let the C-3PO beat out in the trailer of the, the moment of, you know, I'm taking one last look at my friends. I think that that moment could have hit harder than it did if it wasn't in the trailer. Hmm. Agreed. 100%. Yeah, possibly. Yep. Possibly. Um, uh, all right. So let me see. Let me tell you what I hate. <laughs> I hate the Knights of Ren Kylo fight, and I hate... The Ray uh, Stormtrooper fight and Ray Palpatine fight. I hate all of that. I also hate the space battle. I feel like it wasn't really a battle at all. It was just ships flying around. I mean, well, I, I was going to say the I I thought the Kylo fight with the Ren was very underwhelming, and I wasn't a fan of the now you see it, now you don't on mm. the lightsaber move. I thought that was a little much. Uh, and then the the space battle scene, like I kept waiting for it. Like they had all these huge pieces, all these ships, and then like nothing ever came of it. It's like you built it up so much; it was so big, it had, and it felt good. Promise. You know, when it, the, when the ships had, arrived, it felt good. Oh yeah, like it it was set up to be the biggest, best space battle we've ever had in Star Wars, and it just fell flat. Yeah, me. I agree. One hundred percent agreed as well. Nothing about it worked. Especially the space battle. It didn't feel like anything. It just felt like stuff going on. It was too much. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the one other thing with the space battle was I didn't like the horses. Like, let's bring our pig horse animals and ride them across the top (laughs) of the Star Destroyer. And then uh, we're we're just going to bring this thing down from the outside, fighting on the surface of it. I thought that was... I don't know. I just think it would be ineffective at best. I never got a sense that they were in real danger. Like... Like, I never felt that they were in danger in the Sith Temple. I never felt that they were in danger in the space battle. I never felt that they were in danger on the the kind of surface of the Star Destroyer. Like, I just didn't get this sense that it could go wrong. Yeah, me either. Not at all. It just, it felt like, like the space battle, like we all freaked out when you watch the trailer and you see just how many ships there are. I thought that looked so cool. Right. But the way it was pulled off in the movie, it just... 
it didn't feel, I don't know how to explain it, it didn't feel like anything. It was just like stuff was going on. It reminded me of a bad blockbuster. You know where stuff is going on and none of it lands and you can't really take any of it in. And I liked all of that stuff on paper. I mean, right. I was probably the one out of the three of us who was the most positive on the leaks. Yes. I thought it sounded pretty yes. great. Agreed. You know? uh, yeah, so, it, it didn't didn't work for me. So like I... Uh... I, I want to say the uh, something, speaking of leaks, right? And, and I said this on the Patreon, but uh, one thing that in the leaks I d- did not like at all, but in the movie I actually liked a lot, was the Han moment. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I liked it a I lot. I liked it in the leaks too, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Because like when he said like, – because to me, I feel like Ben is getting ready to say I'm sorry – and when he cuts him off and says, I know, like, that to me, I just got the chills. Like, that to me is a great closure to the two of them. But it's one of the, but it also may be it's one of the few things about the sequel characters that I feel like got closure. Like, real, substantial, satisfying closure. See, that scene didn't do it for me. I didn't feel any emotion between him and Kylo. Hmm. And, like... The whole putting his hand on his face, like, I found awkward. Like, as a 38-year-old man, I don't think I've ever put my hand on another man's face. Or right, right, right. Do that but that's all of it. Either. All of it is just they're replaying the scene from Seven. Yeah, and, and I get that, and I think that's cool. But I think it would have been more powerful if it would have been Leia. and if Because she's the one who calls out to him, like, Ben, and gets him to turn around so Ray can get him. Right, and I think that it would have had more closure be- between Leia and Kylo. Maybe, like but, it's okay, you, you can come back. And but, I think it would have meant more with Leia passing away too. But I kind of feel like Ray and you know, Leia and Kylo get their moment together. You know, like when they both, you know, fade away. Like they both kind of had, like they have that moment. So like it would have felt. I think it would have felt a little, uh, like a bit of a loose end had he not had that moment with Han to like like you know come to terms with with his actions um i also think well, that well go ahead go ahead, go ahead. no I, I was gonna say the thing that bothered me with with the leia thing was like she passed away and then the body stayed so in my head i was like oh so she's not transitioning right but like but we knew from the spoilers like we were going to get her at the end so i thought that like i thought it was weird at that point but right. i think i don't know i think she should have left then and then not left the same time Kylo did. I don't know. See, I like that. I like that part. The um, uh, speaking of Leia, I thought they handled her perfectly. I mean, you know, in terms of like her her demise, her CG stuff, like her involvement in the film, her story components. Like, I felt all that was done gracefully. I had a big problem with how Leia was handled in this movie. All right, go for it. Get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, so look, before I, I get into this, I feel the need to say I'm not the guy who has a problem with, you know, you, you can, you know, take the, our heroes off their pedestals. I, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with Han dying essentially in defeat in The Force Awakens. And I have no problem with Luke, you know, dying a victory in, in The Last Jedi. Right. I don't have a problem with that. I'm always about move the story forward, move the universe forward. Just because everybody was happy at the end of Return of the Jedi doesn't mean the world stops ticking in right. Star Wars. Right. Having said that, 
I thought they did the best they could in terms of her scenes and how they were edited together and how they wrote the dialogue around them. It, it was quite, I mean, I'd seen some of them in deleted scenes, which felt slightly strange, but they did a good job overall. Mm. But I have a big problem with killing Princess Leia in this film. And I really didn't think that I would. And the reason I have a big problem with it was, A, I don't quite understand it. I, I know that she, Maz says that she, you know, is using the last of her strength to reach out to, to Ben. It felt very sudden to me. It didn't feel completely earned. Um, and I also think, you know, I'm not offended by it by any stretch of the imagination. JJ clearly has huge reverence for these characters and so does the sequel trilogy in general. But... I kind of wonder what the fuck they were smoking when they thought it was a good idea to kill Princess Leia on screen, what, two years after Carrie Fisher has died. Because, and it's not that I have a problem with that on paper, I don't. But when you look at the three of these movies now, Han dies in one, Luke dies in the next, and Leia dies in the next. And as I said, I never had a problem with killing these characters. And I still don't. But I have a problem with the way they did it in this film. And I also think in light of... Carrie's death, it just didn't work. Even the way they killed her didn't work. In my opinion, if this was kind of where the footage stopped, which I think it probably was in terms of what they had left, right. they either should have just not had her in the movie at all. For me, it didn't work. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I'm good on it. I'm good on that. And I'll tell you what else, yeah. tying, tying to Leia, is uh, when Chewbacca comes back and like realizes he's, about to say that. he's alone, like all of his friends are go- like I. That's the most emotion I felt in this movie. That was beautiful. Okay, that was fucking beautiful. I listen. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And if it seems like I hated everything, I absolutely didn't. But it's 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 you know the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. Um, and that's what didn't land for me. But no, that was that was a beautiful moment. One hundred percent. Um. Let's see what else. Uh, no. Go ahead. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, before we move on from the Leia thing. Um, so obviously she reaches out to Ben. Ben gets stabbed and she dies because she's used you know, the last of her strength. Why does she not fade away until Ben has faded away? I don't understand that. It, it felt very... I mean, I, I know later in the movie Palpatine mentions how he's going to pass his spirit into Rey. Was it in some way meant to insinuate that Leia and Ben are now linked? I, I didn't... It, it felt unnecessary, and I didn't understand it. And I'm wondering, have I missed something? Well, I think that you guys picked up on. I think that well, I think that what's inferred in this movie is that the Sith live on in the next Sith Lord. Yeah, I got that too. So even when the Master dies from the Apprentice, it's kind of all part of the plan because the Master then lives on through the Apprentice, which I kind of like. Because it, it always used to bother me the rule of two, one to have the power and one to crave it, you know what I mean? And then ultimately, one kills the other. And it's like, well, why the fuck would you ever join this fucking organization? You know? <laughs> like, it's going to end up bad for either you or the person that's training you. And then if it ends up good for you, it could very well end up bad for you the next time you take somebody on. But the fact that it's part of this cycle and you understand it, and you live on in, in a way, much like the Jedi, where you know if you strike me down and I can become more powerful than you ever imagined, that that is, in some way, the goal, is to move on in this embodiment of the next generation of the kind of principles or lack thereof that you stand for. I, I, I like that a lot, world-building-wise. 
I agree with you 100%, but again, it was one line at the kind of towards the end <laughs> yeah, of the movie. Yeah, I agree. That was at the end of a nine-film sag. I like all of this <laughs> right, in theory right, right, right. if they built it over three movies. Right, That's right, my right. thing. No, I get you, you there. Know? It's 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 This is, I think, the most disjointed. This nine feels to seven and eight to me as one feels to two and three. Yeah, I agree. I can, I can kind of get that. Well, I think uh, like some of those original leaks that that we heard, like of Palpatine being able to move from like body to body. Yeah, now I, I know where that, that came from. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but I mean, if they would have done that, like throughout the movie, or like if he would have been in one of the Knights of Ren. Yep. And I guess, and then you wouldn't actually need his physical body, and you know, if there is this kind of all-knowing, you know almost like a devil character, right? It's almost what it turns the Sith into. Yep. Or like some sort of uh, ultimate evil. Yeah. Where the only name we know it by in our generation is Palpatine, but if this thing has been there from the beginning, then it's got, you know, thousands of years worth of Sith Lords in it. Right. Like, that would have been interesting. And then we could have seen how it actually moves from person to person. Yeah. Or even, or even if they would have, I mean, they could have inserted like a flashback even of maybe you know uh it passing from Plagueis into Sidious kind of a thing yeah but what did uh <laughs> Tyler I have to ask and I don't mean to to d- pick at any wounds potential wounds okay but how do you feel owning a hot toy Sith trooper after this movie <laughs> <laughs> uh I thought it was really weird. I mean, I was expecting them to be there from the jump, and I think they might have got like four minutes worth of screen time. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But um, if he well, well, I was gonna say it's probably four minutes total. It's probably two minutes on the jet trooper, and then we saw two minutes of, of the regular guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's cool. It's a cool design, and I mean, if they end up putting out an emperor, like in the, uh, I guess the. A V two emperor that that uh, we saw after he started siphoning the power when he wasn't on the machine and he kind of had the red on his chest. Right. Could be could be kind of cool to put them together. But that's yeah, true. I that's mean, true. That's true. I'm, I mean, it's fine. I like troopers. It's cool. It's right. eye catching. Right. Because that was a uh, like that whole thing didn't. Land. I'll tell you another thing. I wanted. To, I haven't really talked about this. Uh, one thing that I didn't like on paper that didn't bother me in in the movie was Hux being the the, the informant. And and I'll tell you why. On paper, it just seems like he's the spy. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. But then in the movie, it's like, well, it's not that he's a spy. He just hates Kylo. And I'm like, well, that yeah. makes sense. It reminded me a lot of Rebels with uh, what's-his-face that's uh, – I forgot his name. Callus. Agent Callus. Yeah, with the mutton chops. Like, that's yes. kind of what that reminded, reminded me of, which is cool. The part I didn't like was when uh, – what's-his-face, the other general – shoots him pride like in the chest people laughed and like i like i had a like a almost like a ptsd flashback of when iron man right uh shot uh why can i not think who it is now uh or he, he shoots falcon no it's uh iron patriot i mean um war machine that gets taken out yeah no 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 but it's falcon that iron man shoots right and then no i think falcon no, because Iron Man's holding uh, War Machine. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. That's what it felt like. Like, people laughed at that point, and people laughed when 
when he got shot, and I just kind of like looked around and I'm just like, where the hell am I? Like, yeah, people just don't get this. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't know if I had any laughter in my, in my theater. That we there was a there was a couple of applause moments, um, when Kylo and Ray have their kiss. There was a applause in my theater. See, I didn't get that. Um, and let me see what else there was. Oh, you know what else I can't stand is the fact that the two lightsabers creating the X somehow is the way to win that battle. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. We've got to talk about the Palpatine stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, I... like, the big bone on this film. Yeah. Well, and in my head, I was like, hey, Palpatine's already been down this road. He knows what happens when he uh, keeps shooting lightning at a lightsaber a la Mace Windu. Like, why would he keep doing it? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't like the, uh, I don't, the only part, like, it's always fun to see Palpatine on screen, and it was interesting to see him, like, in that zombie mode uh, with his eyes all white, and I liked him getting the color back in his eyes at the end, and I also like the kind of force-draining vampire thing. Like, I just think that's a cool new power, but I don't think he was necessary for this movie. I, I'm big on that. Um but the only scene in there that I'm like, I'm glad that exists is the the boy. I have been every voice you have ever heard inside oh, yeah. your head. Like yeah. that, that I liked a lot. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like, I like the uh, Snoke clone in the tank. Yeah. I, I like that too. I think a, yeah, yeah, I think me a lot too. of people, I think a lot of people missed that. Cause I was kind of talking about it uh, with a couple of buddies I went and saw it with. And then some other people were, were walking by and they're like, what Snoke was in the tank. I was well, like, okay. And it's too it's it's to to their credit, it's too dark. Like that the whole Sith temple is too dark. You can't make sense of anything. And and to be fair, even the fight going on outside is is too dark. It's like I, I can't make sense of what I'm seeing. I feel maybe, maybe I'm just an old man, just old and washed, and I'm like, I'm like somebody give me my glasses or turn the light yeah. on this thing up. But um I couldn't understand what I was watching a lot of the times in the temple and above it. Dude, I got fresh twenty-one-year-old eyes, and I can tell you for a fact you are not alone. I couldn't <laughs> okay, tell you. Good, good. One hundred percent. It was really strange how they did that. Um, and like, how did the how did the Knights of Ren know that Kylo wasn't on their side anymore? I don't. Know, maybe they sensed it no. or something. The Knights of Ren are a big problem in this film. Yeah. No, no cape, no no helmet. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I hope uh, one of them, th their names is Jeremy, and he's like, "Jeremy, look, no cape, dude." I'm, gu I'm guessing. I'm guessing he made the switch. Um, I I, I, I like the Knights of Ren on Pasana. Actually, I like the whole Pasana sequence. Well, speaking of that, like the whole Knights of Ren thing when they captured Chewie, like where was that fight? That Wookiee is not going to go down without a fight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we see him, and then the next thing you know, he's in cuffs. I was like. Chewie's not a bitch. He's not going out like this. Like and that could have been a great little beat to show the Knights of Ren if they what kind of threat they have. Because yeah. I have no idea. Right. I have a clue after this movie. <laughs> right, right. I still don't know. Yeah, they might be great warriors. They might be worthless. <laughs> Dude, the Praetorian Guard put up more of a fight than they did. Agreed. You know what I mean? In, 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 much more. In hindsight, 
hindsight being 2020, knowing how this turned out, you know, Ryan Johnson said he didn't want to use the Knights as the Praetorian Guard because he didn't want to throw them away. I would have preferred them had that moment. Yep, 100%. How do you feel about this as a trilogy? It's the least satisfying of the three. Well, I was... Yes, yes. I was going to say, speaking of Ryan Johnson, like, I feel like there was no... There's little to no connection with eight aside from their numbers being being low and Luke being dead. Like I don't feel like there was. No, no, that's not fair. The the the. I didn't feel like there was a lot of connective tissue in there. No, nah, the the whole connection between like nine operates plot wise off of the connection between Ray and Kylo, and that's established in eight. See, well, all right, it's. Not that I don't like that, but if Snoke was the one, well, and I guess it goes back to if the Emperor's really pulling the strings. I was going to say, when Snoke died, that should have gone away. Right, but it didn't. Even at the end of 8, it didn't. Yeah. So, I, uh, I think, don't get me wrong, I think that this movie, one of my main issues with it is I, f- is I feel like it scoured Twitter for every hashtag that says, Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars. And tried to correct all those things. I was about to bring that up. Very word for word. Yeah, like I feel like it's like, look, Luke threw away the lightsaber. Okay, we're going to have Luke catch it. Uh, You know, people don't like that. Okay, people don't like that Ray didn't get enough training. Okay, we're going to have a montage of Ray training. Uh, People want Kylo and Ray to be a a love thing. Okay, we're going to do that. You know, like... Just over and over again, they looked at what the fans want, and this is why fans don't write movies, because they don't have the fucking creative power to do so. Well, yes, and I, to get that, like, and I agree with that statement in whole, and I think, to your point, it was way too much fan service, and I feel like this movie really didn't do anything to push the lore of Star Wars forward. Exactly. With the exception... Of Maybe the of the of the dyad thing, and and the Palpatine Sith thing, you know, like that the Sith live on, like but but they're they're both not they're hardly a beat in in the movie. Both components. Well, to me, the dyad thing felt like what we got in Clone Wars and what we got in the end of Rebels. Yeah, that's fair. It's that's very, fair. It's very similar. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Especially in Clone Wars. That's fair. We got no explanation for how Palpatine lived. And I want to know, did I miss something? Right. And how do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's strange, isn't it? I don't, like, well, he, I don't like it. And then what does it say about Anakin destroying the Sith? Is Anakin still the chosen one? Is, is he the nope. one? That, no, he's not. It throws it out the window. That's a huge issue for me. I have a lot to say about that, but sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say he did balance it for a time. But is that how the prophecy is? I mean, I don't know. A prophecy may be misread, it was. Well, yeah, very much so. But I think it's one of those things where, you know, whenever there's an action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? So, like, Anakin balanced it, and then the Sith grew again, and now we have Rey. It just continues to kind of balance itself out. Yeah. Maybe there is more than one chosen one. You know what I mean? Or there's a chosen one of... Whenever the I don't want to say every generation, but again, any any time the force is out of balance, the universe balances it back out. 
Yeah. Dude, they should have explored that in the movie. Though. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they did a complete disservice to the Chosen One, and I'm I've always been of the opinion that the Chosen One as a thing in the prequels isn't really necessary, but it. That's the, the through line from Phantom Menace all the way to Return of the Jedi. And if this is the Skywalker saga, you have to acknowledge that in some way, especially if Palpatine is still around. And it's not like they have it that, well, Palpatine's become the dark side, he's beyond the Sith. No, he full-on says the Sith will return. And, and uh, you know, like, it's the, the only bone they throw us is when Rey has her little moment where she hears all the voices of the Jedi past, which, by the way, in a better film, I would have teared up if that happened. I would have, like, it would have got me right in the feels. It didn't because I didn't like the movie. But we hear Hayden say, bring balance to the Force, as I once did. Yeah. Like, what? You know what I mean? It's just, it, and I cannot reconcile because of that. I can't reconcile this trilogy as a whole with the previous two trilogies. It doesn't feel like a through line at all. And that's my big issue. It's soured how I see The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Because because the ending for me has been so... Because they, they fucked it up, in my opinion, so badly. It doesn't matter that The Force Awakens was one of the best fun times I ever had in the cinema. And it doesn't matter that The Last Jedi was my second, and still is, my second favorite Star Wars film. Because I don't know where they fit in now. This does not satisfy the saga. It barely satisfies the trilogy. It's so that, That's my big issue with it. So that's it's my issue, disturbance. too, is that I think... I think Episode 9 does more to satisfy the original trilogy than it does to satisfy the sequel trilogy or the saga as a whole. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my big beef with it. It's like they're so worried about making the 35 to 45-year-old fan base happy that like – and, and to be fair, I mean, you know, I, I'm saying that I'm saying that as just because it didn't make me happy, you know. So that's not entirely fair, but because my, my, my kids walked out of there loving it, you know. And who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe this will read differently to them. And to be fair, maybe it'll read differently to me, you know. Like after it's sat with me for a while, and you know, Episode One, I loved walking out of the theater. Now I love it because it's Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know where this could go for me, but I love all the stuff with Luke. I love all the stuff with Leia. I love all the stuff with Chewie. I love all the stuff with 3PO. I love all the stuff with R2. I love all the stuff with Lando. You know, I, that's that's what I love about this movie. But the stuff that See, uh, the stuff about the characters that this film is actually supposed to be about is where I get iffy. See, I feel R2, aside from restoring C-3PO's memory and, you know, giving us a little droid cry when Leia passed away, like, I feel like he was kind of lost in this movie. So he is, but at the same time, there's little things that I appreciated about it. The fact that he was looking over Leia the whole time, that means something to me. You know, he like he never left her side when she was there uh, walking around and when she was there laying down. And then when she finally passed, he stayed there the whole time. Like little stuff like that I love. Like it's always, you know, like it's all – it's the two of them start together and end together. You know, like, I love that. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you fully. Like, I, I, all those little, like, you see, 
like you can tell JJ loves Star Wars. I mean, I don't think anybody could question that. Correct. He clearly has massive reverence for it, but I almost feel like his reverence for it blinds him in a way to what he he should do. I mean, if you look at say Ryan Johnson, I mean, I understand the Last Jedi was too far left of field for a lot of people, right. and as much as I like it, you know, I get that because I felt similarly leaving the theater. It took me a few days to let it sink in, and but I feel like where he tried to advance Star Wars and grow Star Wars in this film was too rushed, and I feel like like I. J I'm glad you liked what they did with the original trilogy characters, man, but I, I don't... I just don't get it. Like, I don't see it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like what was it you liked about it? About what? About, you know, how they handled the original trilogy characters so like, in this So, film. like, I, I love that, like... So, Luke is one of the few people that I do think that from 9... I mean, from 8, ha, ha, like, has moved on in that trajectory. Like... In nine, I feel like Luke has reached that point of enlightenment where he is the ultimate wise Jedi of, of the true representation of what the Jedi should be. And he had swayed too far right when he was creating a school and trying to kind of almost recreate the entire thing that made the galaxy fall apart in the first place. But then going away and, and hiding himself from it, he went too far left. And the truth is, is that mm -hmm. the, the pendulum needs to rest somewhere in the middle. And by nine, I think he's figured that out. He comes, he says words of wisdom, where before he tossed the lightsaber, now he catches it and says, respect it. Because the lightsaber doesn't represent the Jedi, and what he thought the Jedi was doesn't represent what the Jedi should be. He found out what the Jedi should be. And now he sees the tools of them differently. So, like, I love all of that. I love, uh, I love Han, and, you know, I love Han's, you know, bit with Kylo. I love uh Chewie's entire journey, you know, through this whole thing and his mourning and his him getting the medal, you know, and I know that's fan service. I know that surface shit, but it does satisfy something about that original trilogy character getting his moment. Uh I love all of the 3PO bits. I in my opinion he steals the show of this movie. And then I love uh you know all the stuff with R2 and then Lando and coming like I I just I'm in love with everything they did with those characters. But my thing with that is I think J.J. might be, like you said, in love with Star Wars. But I think he might be of that original trilogy is the the sun rising and setting cloth. And and mm -hmm. I think I think that comes across in uh you know the the first line of Force Awakens being this will begin to set things right, which is an obvious jab at the prequels. And then a lot of the things he tried to undo from Episode Eight, like it's it's. I think he's wrapped up in that way of thinking. And I think it does the sequel trilogy a disservice, but I think it does do justice to the original trilogy characters it, it, without hurting anything that came before it, so to speak. I don't disagree with that. Like, like I, I mean, everything you've said is right. It's It just didn't land for me because I was so thrown by... The, the film as a whole you know what I mean in a better movie with all the same boxes in terms of the original trilogy characters I would have been very satisfied and by the way I have to say how for the small bits he was in I mean Billy D just was he was Lando again it was like nothing had changed you know what I mean right from especially when he said give my love to Leia you know right all right. the way up until the last scene 
where, where he's like, oh, well, let's find out who you are. Like well, that month, I was like, uh, see, I like that. I, I like that Lando's up for another journey already. Like, it doesn't stop for him. It's always, he's always, he's always out, like, trying to, to do some shit. Like, like, whether it be make money or, you know, philanthropize, uh, be a philanthropist, rather. Like, it, just whatever it is, he's just, he's, he's not, like, he's not an idle hands guy. He's ready, to, like, this is accomplished. Let's move on to the next thing. I did like that they took the part out about, uh, him staying there to look for his daughter. I thought yeah. that would have been a little much. Yeah, that was... But, like, it was missing. Well, I'm curious, man. I'm curious if... Because we kept getting, like, like in the leaks, it was like, she might be Finn's sister, she might be Lando's daughter. And watching this movie, I can see how they played around with the idea of both and eventually just mm-hmm. cut both. What was... That's another thing for me. Like the extra characters. I really like. Yeah. Yep, like, I I'm mean, with I you. really like. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really liked Zori Bliss. She seemed cool, and I like Carrie Russell. And I really like Jana for the small bits she has. Yep. She was super likable and and but, a great but, actress. Like she embodied. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent. But like, what I would much rather have cut both of those characters mm-hmm. and spent more time with the characters we have. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, and especially because they cut that subplot with Lando and his his daughter, which was something I really, I mean, it was very coincidental, but it was something I liked from the leaks just because it gave Finn more of a through line through the movie. It kind of feels like he gets a character beat when they're on, you know, in on the moon and the Endor system, and that's kind of it for me mm-hmm. when he has that little discussion. Um, I'm like, I don't really see what the point of them was. You know what I mean? The only new character. The introduced into this that I feel like the film uh, it gains like this 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 film the sequel trilogy and the saga as a whole gain something from is Babu Frick. Yeah, really? he was funny. Yeah, I thought he was funny. I thought he was endearing. I liked seeing him. He put a smile on my face. I love I love him. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I liked him as well, and I love that he was like a classic like henson style puppet as well yes, like that's yes. that's some of the stuff i love that the sequels have done is brought that stuff back and i like to be fair surprisingly i like dio i didn't i liked uh, when we went to touch him like she went to touch him no thank you like, that well, shit made me laugh like I, I i ended up really liking him i you know i see that's the, that's the thing about this man it's it's it, and it was it too, and like not that i'm trying to pat myself on the back but it was something that i predicted I like most of the ingredients of this film. I just don't like what they turned it into. Yeah, yeah, I agree with all of that, man. I've said it so many times. Sorry. Well, no, I I was going to say it was funny, too, because we saw the giant slug monster who was on the movie poster. Mm -hmm. He was in the... He was in the Falcon in the beginning, and then... And then he was at the Rebel base, and that was it. At the end. Yeah, and that was it. I was like... I was like, what's going on with the giant slug monster here? Yep. He did. I don't even really think weird. I don't even think he gets named. You know, and, and that was to be fair, another thing about the leaks, reading the leaks, I'm like, man, all these new characters. But like most of them didn't bother me. Like the one that passes off the information and the ice the ice meteor or whatever. Like he says like two lines and he's out. Cool. I'm with that. Uh Babu Frick, I loved him. Uh Claude didn't really play a part, you know, so it wasn't that big of a deal. You know what they did totally cut out? The eight-legged spider sitting on top of a giant baby pig head. 
I was mm. waiting. I was waiting for that. And never showed up. Yep. Like I and I just saw a picture of it recently of the of the prop. I'll send it in the chat. It's a thing. And and based on the description, you know, it's funny because uh, Andy, it came from a Nerd Rage Radio episode where you know we we were looking at like artist representations of it that heard about it. And I said, and I said, I said to uh, Adam at the time, I was like, "This looks like a, a eight legged frog monster sitting on a giant baby pig head," and 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 Adam started laughing, and it's uh, so we eventually found it, and that's exactly what it looks like. But uh, they got to cut it out. It was supposed to provide a wayfinder, or mm. or it was supposed to tell Kylo where to find the wayfinder. And you don't need it, to be fair. Like, watching this, you don't need it. And I, I didn't realize, I'm, and I'm sorry to cut you off, I'll let you finish, but I, I didn't realize that uh, the forest planet that he's on is supposed to be Mustafar. Wait, what? Yeah, it's in the uh, visual dictionary. He's on Mustafar? Yes. I, I thought it looked like Mustafar. I did, like, too. It was, it was a forest. What? Yeah. Whoa. Hmm. Uh. But like, why didn't it look like Mustafar then? You know. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you know, why does Africa not look like Brazil? No, no, look, I get you, I get you, but I mean, Star Wars is kind of all about biomes. If it's, <laughs> right, like, I mean, right, right. No, I this agree. Wouldn't, I, I agree. Dude, this this wouldn't be a nitpick <laughs> for me if I enjoyed the movie. Better, right, you know I mean? right, is, right, 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 right. Do you know what I wanted to ask you? both about as well, and especially you, Bobby, because I know you're a fan of it, like I am. Oh, ye- oh, wow. Sorry, I just saw that picture. <laughs> yeah. What the? That's that is weird as hell. Yeah. I kind of like it. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to ask you about this. So, obviously, this film is co-written by Chris Terrio, and I feel like a lot of the problems that Batman v Superman, at least the theatrical cut, had, this film has. Like, there's, a, I feel like there's a lot of parallels in terms of hmm. too complicated, inherently too complicated. Like, very well thought out. You can tell that Chris Terrio, in both cases, and I'm not as much of a, a DC aficionado as you are, but you, you can tell that he cares for the world and the lore. And yeah. he, man, he'd probably write a great fucking book. If right. He wrote a Star Wars book, right. yeah, it'd probably be great. But, you know, I, that's a good point. I think, let me be honest, I think you can take this movie. You can cut out Palpatine. You can cut out uh, the Wayfinders, the daggers, the chips in 3PO's head, the the little captain's badge that gets you voyage to everywhere. You can cut out all of the MacGuffin shit. You can cut out Zori. You can cut out Jana and have a movie about Kylo and Rey that would satisfy this whole saga much better. It's funny. It's funny you say that because I feel like I didn't get enough Kylo in this movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. agree, one hundred percent. And I felt like his turn was super. I loved that little scene with him and Han, but it just felt off to me. You know what I mean? I don't know how else to describe it. It didn't feel like it felt too sudden. See, I'm on board with it, and also after the fact that she's just saved his life. Like, there are a few, and Leia's dying. Like, there are a few things going on. There, there's a number of things going on in that turn that makes me buy into it. And I think it's, honestly, I think it's more believable than the Anakin turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. It's, so, and, and it being more believable. Yeah. So it's funny, too, like, you talk to these MacGuffins, because I feel like, they wanted those locator beacon things almost to be like cis holocrons without saying what they were. Right. But like, 
I feel like we didn't get enough of that or explain what they were for, or if there was two of them, hey, one was for Vader, one was the Emperor, so no matter where they were, they were able to communicate or find one another. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and I, and I, then, I don't think they were the, necessary. I don't need, and the dagger, like you, like you slide the thing out of it, you line it up with the <laughs> yeah. top. That was very Indiana Jones, and God forbid a wave come and crash it, right. crash into it, and like move a piece of the, of the rubble, and then your knife's all off. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that, that adds to the point I was making as well, though. In that, I think on paper all the ingredients are there. Why they had the wayfinders makes sense. Why they had the dagger on paper makes sense but because there's so many moving pieces in the film like none of it makes sense you know what i mean that that's like all all for the three MacGuffins in this film the two wayfinders and the dagger and, you could and, have had and, one and, MacGuffin. And, the, and the captain's badge that okay, becomes a yeah. thing yeah yeah you could have had one MacGuffin, with the exception of the captain's badge pretty much serve for all of the get to exegol stuff yep it could have you could have had one MacGuffin do that yep or i mean d- dude like Kylo could just come across some shit, like 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 obviously the First Order has some Empire shit, like he could have just come across an Imperial document. It could have been yeah. in the scroll. Kylo has yeah. learned of Exegol from an Imperial document found on the starship such and such. Well, like I even think using well, I guess I guess you needed a planet to be in the outer outer regions, right? I was like, well, they, well why don't they just use Mustafar? That's where Vader's castle was, right? But mm-hmm. I guess it, I guess it needed to be somewhere where nobody knew where it was, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I just kind of called my own gripe. Yeah, and I think that like the the all the people that Kylo is killing on that planet, yeah, but Mustafar, they're supposed to be, I think, Sith cultists, which is interesting, but without that explanation. Meh. They look like Zubio's cousins with those hats. Yeah, or 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 the the folks from Solo. Oh yeah, it could be. Do you know what could save this this movie for me? We're not say look, it's not even the movie, right? I, like I I am gonna watch it again, and I will find plenty to like in it. But I, like I, I it can't, I can't the movie's not savable for me in terms of what it screwed up. It's not. But as I said, I like all the ingredients of this story. I like it on paper. Um, I'm really, for the first time, I'm really anticipating whenever this novelization comes out to give, you know, to satisfy the things about this film that didn't make sense. And I shouldn't, like, I am one of those people who says, because I said this to my brother earlier today, and he's like, well, you shouldn't have to read a novel. And I agree. But as I said, the fact that this movie didn't land so much in terms of connection and, aside from the plot itself, in terms of how it connected to the other movies... I need something to do that for me because I like The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens so much. Right. So I'm really hoping that the novel gives us an explanation for how Palpatine survived, gives us more depth and and just gives just gives it the weight it needs and the explanation it needs that I can keep this story in my head as something legitimate. Does what I'm saying make sense in that regard? Or am I just rambling about... No, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I think... Go ahead, Tyler. No, I was gonna say, how do you guys feel about about this healing power? I'm good with it. It's it they, uh, like it. It reminds me of uh, Knights of the Old Republic, <laughs> so I, I'm good with it. Yeah, like I get that, and like, like when I, when I saw it on screen, I was like, okay. And I find it funny too that they gave it gave us a taste of it in Mandalorian. Yeah, with the baby Yoda. Yep. Like before doing it, I said, like, I said like, that's kind of convenient. Yeah, but for um, sure. but uh, 
<clears throat> like in my head, like when I got done and the way I kind of justified it was like, uh, let's just say it was in the ancient Jedi texts because like, why couldn't Luke use it to save Vader at that point? Like he's a Jedi master, right? Like why couldn't, well, I, I was going to say why, why couldn't, uh, Obi-Wan use it to save Qui-Gon, but I guess at that point he's just an apprentice. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been qualified, you know, like, um, and I, I, like, it might be, like, because I'm also okay with new powers, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with, as the story advance, like, you know, like, you know, we, we, we make a wheel and then we're making a rocket ship in a couple hundred years or, you know, a thousand years, you know what I mean? Like, Like, I'm good with that. Well, I, I get that too, but like, it just... I don't know. It seems awfully convenient. Oh, and for sure, other, for sure. And speaking of and speaking of powers, like we saw Ray use the Force lightning to like blow up the ship, and then that was never addressed. Nobody talked about it. Like, well, you know. no, Kylo addresses it. Kylo addresses it. He says he I says was okay with that as well. Yeah, he says he says yeah. he says he actually he kind of apologizes, and he says I had to push you so you could see what you could be. Yeah, you see, I was good with that as well because that—that's what the dark side is inherently. It's fueled by anger and rage, and and that's what she was feeling at that moment. But in terms of the, it really pains me to have to bring this up because I've spent the last four fucking years defending it because it wasn't an issue. But I—I f- I feel like I need to bring up the power levels that Ray and Kylo were op- operating at in this movie. Because I don't have a problem with it on paper at all, mm-hmm. and I never had a problem. Ray's, you know, Ray beating Kylo in Force Awakens and fighting Praetorians, and none of that was an issue for me at all. It never was, and I, it still isn't. But I feel like, again, I feel like JJ and Chris Terrio went on Twitter and read someone saying, you know, they're not really fighting like Jedi. We're not really getting any flips and spins and, and Force pushes. <laughs> and, but really, and I, I felt like, especially the fight on the Death Star, which I otherwise liked, I felt like I just felt like they were overcompensating. Mm. Like massive. Yeah, it's the like the guy who goes on a date and he pulls up in like a, a big, huge fucking car and he's dressed to the nines and he's putting on such a show because he's got no fucking confidence. You know what I mean? Right. It's like too little, too late. Right. I thought the, the uh, catching of the lightsaber blade was a little much. Um, oh yeah, but I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that too. I, fe- I felt the uh, Ray on Ray crime that uh we witnessed i feel like that lightsaber battle wasn't long enough either yeah i agree with you there i agree I with you used some more of that or some dialogue you know i really think honestly it would have been like i think it would have been more interesting if they were brother and sister obviously i think it would have been more interesting if there was like a strong romantic thing that happened and you know and she was able to save him that way and i to be fair i also think it would have been more interesting if at the end she turned to the dark and he turned to the light. Like I think all three of those things are more uh, satisfying to the sequel trilogy uh, than, than ultimately what we got. Um, but like there are like, I love that. I love that fight. The Death Star fight. I do even, even with the flips and stuff, I'm good. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me so much. But I do feel like um, there was something I wanted to comment on on what you said, Annie, about the uh, about all that. Um, but it has it has escaped my mind. Is it when she's meditating and like there's a million billion rocks? And oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, I know what I was gonna oh, say. I know, I know what I was gonna say. I know what I was gonna oh. say. Uh, in regard to their their power levels, see, that's the one. That's another thing I like about the dyad idea is that they're stronger. The the closer they are to one another, the stronger they are. 
like so that all it that so but now here i like that because i like that new element of lore but i would be surprised if they didn't do that to try to fix the mary sue complaint yeah and one point i wanted to ask you as well on this whole you know are they fixing are they trying to because i think as much as jj says they're not I think it's evident in the film that that's what they were doing. They were trying. They were trying to clean up shop after the perceived wrongs of the Last Jedi. But like, I wanted to ask you because this occurred to me earlier. So, as much as they're saying that there was a plan all along, and I do believe JJ had an idea where this trilogy could go, we know Ryan Johnson was essentially given free reign. Do you think? Because this occurred to me earlier. Do you think that he saw that? You know, on paper this was kind of the end goal. I don't mean this movie specifically, but Ray being a Palpatine, Palpatine coming back, that kind of thing, and said, this is a bad idea, let's go another direction. <laughs> and then they went back. No, no, no. no I'm wondering like, no, is that you. what happened. I hear yeah, like it, I, I just thought because, I mean, JJ said when The Force Awakens came out, you know, I have ideas where this can go, and, and the seeds for Palpatine, they are there in The Force Awakens. Agreed. Little things. Agreed. Like, they're absolutely there. But I'm wondering, did Ryan try and go another way because essentially it's such a repeat, and not even such a repeat, it's so contrived and unnecessary and then they switch back again do you think that could be a thing i think it's possible i think i think the answer to that question is 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 can only be answered by colin trevorrow like when 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 that dude finally speaks that's when we'll know he did say the emperor was not part of his his thing he said that on twitter about a week ago see yeah i I think that's what i think i think that largely uh setting up all of the questions in Force Awakens without having the answers was the problem. I think if they would have just done the movie they wanted to do without setting up, but they purposefully set up questions to be explored later. And to be fair, Ryan Johnson did fail in 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 the in regard to answering those questions. But between Force Awakens and then The Last Jedi and having to go into Nine, it's like you're backed into so many corners as to where you can operate. You know, and, and that's that I think is part of the problem with their l- lack of vision. Um, you know, in, in regard to the sequel trilogy as a whole. I think they knew that Ben was going to be redeemed. I think they knew that Ray was going to come out the, the winner. I think they knew that Ben was going to... I think they knew or planned for Ben to eventually die. And... I think that their other things were probably talked about in the ether. Palpatine was probably talked about in the ether, but I think that those three things are the. And I think that they knew that, uh, you know, that that Solo was going to die, that Luke was going to die at some point. That you know, I think they planned for all that as well. But how it happened and what happened, I don't think they had any idea. Which is not uncommon. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with episodes four through six and one through three. Yeah, but they they just they pulled it off better though. That's the thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. (sighs) For for in many ways, like this is almost episode seven for me. (laughs) Really? Yeah. yeah, No. 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 This about episode seven? No. 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 Not at all. But like, it almost is like. If, if episode seven was the sequel to six and bringing closure to the original trilogy, that's kind of how I view this one. Like this is, this, this does that. Like this closes the door on four five and six. The problem is, is it doesn't tie up 
six, or it doesn't tie up seven, eight, nine, and it doesn't tie up one, two, three, and it certainly doesn't tie up one through nine. Yeah. So like that's, yeah. but like you know, like I, I got news for you. It's it's not my least favorite Star Wars film, and. I can already tell, like, as I, the more I talk about it, the more kind of things I find that I like about it. But it'll all, it's just like, you know, uh, Solo, right? I walked out of Solo and I was like, that's the worst Star Wars movie I've seen in a long time. Uh, but I still find things I like about it and I still watch it and I still love elements of it. And this will be what that is. It's just a bummer because this is supposed to be the last one. Yeah. But dude, solo. Like I, I see your point one hundred percent. And I, sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting in, but no, no, no. Like you see, solo. As much as you can say you like or don't like that movie, or it's mayor or whatever, it's it's a side thing. You know right. what I mean? It doesn't affect it doesn't how matter. you see the original. It doesn't matter. It, yeah, it doesn't. Essentially, it doesn't matter, right? right? Yeah. But this does. Like if you take this film as the legitimate end of the Skywalker saga, it it makes Anakin irrelevant. And that's why I just, and that that's what makes me so mad essentially about this film is that I, it's like, I love seven and eight and seven and eight can't fit into the picture anymore because of the way this rounds it off. Like it didn't bring up the chosen one. It didn't bring up, it didn't bring up anything meaningful from the prequels except for a battle droid in the background and a couple of voices at the end. It didn't. It just it didn't connect in any kind of satisfying way to the saga or to the previous two films. I think it failed on both of those fronts. And look, I wanted to ask for you two, for, for you guys, like, is it now hard for you to see episode eight and seven as a legitimate part of the saga? No, I don't think so. No, really? Yeah. And, Why and like, not? Well, because well, because I I still enjoy both of those movies. And and to be fair. I enjoyed this one. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. see, that's yeah. my thing is that, like, uh, whether or not it satisfied me, whether or not it's the story I wanted, those are different questions from whether or not I sat there with my family and enjoyed it. And I, I talk about this a bit on the Patreon as well, but, like, it's Star Wars to me is bigger than what you see on the screen. And there's something else about it. I sat on my living room couch and I watched four, five, and six with my dad, and together we loved it. And then I became a young man, and I sat in a movie theater with my wife, and I watched one, two, and three, and together we fell in love with it. And now here I am watching seven, eight, and nine with my kids, and they're loving it. And it's like there's, and in that way, the multi generational aspect of Star Wars and what Star Wars means to families. You know, in, in a movie about family, it, it's always going to supersede any beef I have with it. I can objectively say, look, I don't think this is good. I don't think this is good. I don't think this was the right choice, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't, it never takes away what it means to my life. Yeah, mine either, though. Like, I agree, especially the whole family thing. Like, that's. Like, I don't mean to be getting all mushy, but like, like that's kind of a beautiful thing that you got to experience right. each trilogy like that. Like that's right. that's what's so great about Star Wars, and and I will agree the whole thing about you don't you know you don't choose your fam or you do choose your family. You know you can right. a family is is the people you care about most, and it's not about blood and all of that. I thought was really good 
very Star Warsy stuff as well. Like it was very true to the spirit of it. Agreed. You know, like I'll, I'll agree with all of that. By the way, sorry. Could I? Is there any way you could pause for like two seconds, man? I'm fucking bursting to go to the bathroom like yep. the last half yep. hour. Yep. I'm yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. So you're back and relieved. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't like. You know. That's that's kind of. You know. That's why Star Wars can only lose so much with me. You know, because what it has meant to my 38, almost 39 trips around the sun can't be undone. You know, it just can't. There's no walking that dog back. You know, it's far from my favorite Star Wars film. But I still enjoyed it uh, more than Solo. I still enjoyed it more than... Uh, I, I still enjoyed it more than I enjoy Episode 1 uh, and Episode 2. You know, I'll still watch it regularly. I'll still this and that, but I'll always feel like it could have been something greater than what it ultimately was. Yeah. I don't think, I think that the more I come to terms with the idea of, uh, you know, trying to fit Anakin into it, and I, you're right, I, I had forgotten that Anakin says in that ghost talk that, you know, re- restore balance as I once did. Um, that that is their attempt at saying it, his his mission was complete, like his point was complete. And maybe it has more to do with the Sith being in control and undoing that than it does with just vanquishing the Sith. I don't know. Uh, but I'm okay with there being more. You know, it, it it's not the way I would have preferred, but it's not a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I, I wish that, I, I wish I sorry, sorry. Go no, ahead. no, I was I was just gonna say that whole scene like where all the Jedi start talking. I I wish they could have just slowed that down just a bit. Yeah, like I like I feel like they're going so quick and immediately your brain's like, oh, Luke, Obi Wan, Anakin, and like you start missing what they're saying. And uh, I mean, I even think Ahsoka was in there. Yeah, she was. Um, Actually, that's my first thing Jaina said to me when we left the film was, "Did you hear her?" Yeah, which is interesting since she, since she left the order, right? Yeah. So, but I, I, w- I wish they could have just slowed that down just a bit. Kanan from Rebels was in there as well. There was so many people in there. Luminara from Clone Wars, Ayla Sakura. It was crazy the amount of people that fit in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I loved that moment. Like, I loved it. I, it, it would have got me hugely had it been in a different film. But it was still a great moment. Like, it is something I will go back and watch and say, that was fucking cool. Like, we got Ahsoka, a character I first met when I was, what, nine or ten years old, and always grappled with as a child the fact she was never mentioned in the movies. Right. And there she is, a legitimate part of Star Wars. As much as I don't like the film, um, you know, it, it's that that's fantastic. Like, I, I love that. And I'm, and I'm great. It's great to see Clone Wars you know, be recognized in that way, even in such a small way. It's great that it's getting that recognition that it deserves. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of things like that. Like the ghost was in there when the ghost showed up, when all the ships showed yep, up. I, yep. was wa- I, was, I was waiting for a cutscene. I was like, give me a cutscene just with the crew for like two seconds checking in. You know what I mean? Or, or, or even just on the headset, like ghost checking in. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been nice. We did get Wedge. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I think a casual moviegoer had no idea who it was. Oh, for sure. Because sure. <laughs> I, I mentioned it to a couple, and they're like, who? I'm like, never mind. Yeah. I'm here with the wrong people. <laughs> 
Do you feel this film pandered? Oh my god, yeah. Way too much. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to keep being negative. I, I really don't. Like, because I'm not that person usually. I mean, anyone who listens to this will know. But I, I again, like, I felt like those little things. Like, let's put wedge here. Let's stick the ghost in the background. Let's stick a soak in. Let's the things I would normally like in these films and in this film. I almost viewed through a very cynical lens because to me it felt so much like. Either they were reading Twitter and literally writing down what people want to change, or some higher up in Disney said, I want you to fix this, this, and this. Right. Um, and another point I wanted to bring up in terms of what they take from The Last Jedi, because, look, I'm not angry that J.J. walked back on certain parts of The Last Jedi, because it's an ongoing story. That was never an issue for me. You know what I mean? I still love The Last Jedi, and I still would have, even if they changed all of it, which they didn't. But... The Kylo and Rey kiss thing. I've got to ask you guys about that because I'm really glad that they carried forward that relationship. Right. And I'm really glad that, you know, that they recognized how interesting that was in The Last Jedi. But for me, it was like JJ understood it only on the most surface level. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're attracted to each other. Oh, look at them. You know, they're talking and giving each other the looks. They want to fuck. You know what I mean? And it's like, to me, it feels like what a... F- it feels like what a 15-year-old would get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like... It, it feels like a massive misreading of the connection that I thought they had. And it's not an expectations thing. Because, as I said, like, I'm pretty good at checking my expectations. I don't expect a whole lot. I just want to, oh, I just want it to be good. You know what I mean? Right. I right, don't have right. a lot of set boxes. Do you guys feel that way? That it misunderstood that relationship? I don't... I, I, yeah, I, I don't... Yes. Yes, I do. I do. I, I think that I, I I personally don't think that the the romance side of it was ever there. I I think that that was them trying to make the most vocally passionate fan group of the sequel trilogy happy. Are they that vocal? The fucking Raylo people. They're out of yeah. control. They're like fucking. It's like it's like the they're they're, they're like Beyonce hive out there. <laughs> Dude, I only found out what Raylo meant when I walked into The Last Jedi. It was that day. I yeah. swear to God. It was crazy. Oh, what about you, Tyler? I just think it was more fan service. I, I didn't think it was necessary to mm. to, to the film. Yeah. Like I don't want to say it felt forced, but I wasn't big on the you saved me, so I'm going to save you thing either. Like, I I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of of that whole scene slash. I don't know. Like yeah. I get, I get it. Like you want the relationship to like evolve, but like, and and the line of like I offered I I, I offered you my hand. Take you should have taken my hand. I would have taken Ben's hand. I was like, I love that line. Yeah, I did too. I, really like I did too. I didn't like that line. I didn't like it. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's so funny, man. I was saying this to Brink. Uh, we did a Force Sensitive with Brink earlier this morning, and um, Brink and I see Star Wars very differently. And I was like, it's so funny. It's like you and I really love the same restaurant, but we order entirely different things off the menu. Yeah. Yeah. I got that with a lot of people, too, man. Mm. Um, One of my closest friends is like that. Yeah. It's uh, it, like, I, I think that. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. It'll be interesting to see how time treats this movie. 
I don't think time is going to treat it well, to be honest with you. Well, so I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't necessarily either, right? But I got, I got news for you. I thought there was no hope for the prequel trilogy. Like in terms, really? yeah, in terms of kind of public perception. Like if the internet was around when the prequel trilogy came out, like it would have been mayhem. <laughs> yeah. um, but you look now, you know, 20 years later, the prequel trilogies, like all the trespasses have kind of been forgiven. You know, stuff like that's come out like Rebels and, uh, and uh, the Clone Wars especially have kind of helped, you know, shape something that wasn't fully formed. You know, and who's to say that, that you know, it won't happen here as well? Yeah, look, I I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I, I'm one of those people who really has been massively frustrated by the by this this fan base the fan base that I love so much and I'm a massive part of, but the kind of the fact that people gave George Lucas such shit over the prequels that he sold it and now they want him back. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll probably all love Kathleen Kennedy in ten years' time, inevitably when they all turn on Filoni or Favreau or whoever next. But yeah, I've never you know, I've never seen a, a fan base want the thing they're a fan of to fail so bad. Yeah. Having said that though, you know, I, I mean I kind of think what you said about the prequel trilogy, and I agree, you know, this is a better trilogy because two thirds of it are better movies. They are. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. I but <laughs> no, they, they are, funny. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and, and you, look, I mean, I, I don't agree with, you know, Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones being worse than this, but I absolutely see your point. They're absolutely worse in terms of, you know, dialogue and acting and all, all that kind see, of but stuff. See, that's but, the thing. That, that's, the, that's the difference we're talking about with Star Wars is, is objectively good and bad versus what you enjoy the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always different. Like, I enjoy Return of the Jedi far more than I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I'm not big on Return of the Jedi. I still love it, but, you know. And I have a blast watching it. But, like, yeah. you know, I, I was talking to Brink, right, uh, yesterday, when we, were, we all watched The Last Jedi here yesterday. And Brink was like, see, it's this goofy shit. I hate how they put this goofy shit in it. I'm like, dude, I saw R2-D2 zap a bear in its butt, and the bear jumped up and did a split and touched its toes. Why, <laughs> why does that get forgiven? Like it, that's it's 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 like this. Uh, they're not playing like the original trilogy. Like it just doesn't have the same rules applied to it by the fandom. Well, yeah, because we were all five, six, seven, eight, nine when when we saw it. You know, and I think that's what it is, man. Is that like in some ways, whenever I see a Star Wars film, I'm five, six, seven, and eight again. You know, so like yeah. it always hits the same way. You know, mm -hmm. I can walk out of it and and be critical. You know, and, and everything, but it's like, I'm still getting these fucking Kylo Ren, uh, Knights of Ren, S.H. Fig Warts. You know what I mean? Like, nothing's going to stop that. You know? It, yeah. You see, but I, I agree with you, and I have no doubt in, in 10 years' time, and it's it's already still there. I mean, I'm one of them, but I've no doubt in 10 years' time we will have the generation of kids, like your kids, who grew up with these movies and will love and defend them just like the prequels. And I've no doubt that... The, the outlook will be much more positive than it currently is. But for me, because I try to remain as objective about this stuff as I can, and I know we all do, of course, but, you know, whatever you think of the prequels, by the time you get to the end of Revenge of the Sith, 
you can't really say that it doesn't tie itself together well. Yeah, it's the you inverse. I mean? They're the inverse. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't really say that it doesn't add something if you choose to acknowledge it. But this trilogy, because of the way it ended and because of the lack of a through line, I don't know what it adds. It just kind of feels like they patched something on. You know, I mean, I was mm. thinking, I, I, was, I was genuinely, I spent yesterday thinking, is there any way I can just see The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi as an epilogue? You know what I mean? Because I like those movies so much. Right. Uh, I think, yeah, um, but I, like, I mean, go ahead. I mean, we, we've said it before, and I mean, this one probably, this one's had a harder job than any of the ones that came before it. Correct. Because it ha- again, it had yeah. to wrap up For sure. nine, and For now sure. it's got to wrap up one through nine. And like, and one and, through three is already written. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you know that that Obi Wan has to train Vader. You know that Vader has to turn on Obi Wan. You know that Obi Wan has to go to Tat. Like the the end line of one through three, it's already taken care of. The hard work is done. Mm-hmm. You know, George managed to fuck up some of the easy stuff, but you know <laughs> what I mean. But but that's fine. It's still it's still fine. This yeah. this is the hardest one to do because four, five, and six didn't have any expectations. One through three already had the ending written for it. This was this was the most challenging one to do, I think. And I don't know if they did it successfully, but I think they got close. I think they got two thirds of the way there. <laughs> and and you know, Tyler, like you know, I remember when uh, Last Jedi came out. Uh, you and I and me and a number of people would have a conversation and be like, you know, in in a way, this seems like the end of the story. Mm-hmm. You know, and like there's some truth to that where. It, it was hard to find out where to go from here. I, I think that they probably missed the mark on the most interesting places to go. Uh, but eight, eight <coughs> story, sto- story-wise, eight is a hard act to follow because it pretty much leaves you with just sorting out the characters' roles in this sequel trilogy. And unfortunately, I feel like we didn't spend enough time sorting that out with the sequel trilogy characters and instead paid a lot of homage to characters we already love and adore. I don't want to to go on too much further and, and turn into a, a shit bitch fest, but um, yeah. I'm sure that you know, I'm going to watch this movie again. I'll probably watch this movie a thousand times, you know, God willing, before I pass on. Uh, and and I'll be interested to see how it goes. I do think that we should reconvene after the Mandalorian <laughs> at some point and kind of talk about our feelings regarding that. Be good uh, at some point in January. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Uh, Tyler, you got anything you want to plug? No, I was just looking through th- through my notes uh, leading in, into this, and the, w- one of the things like how we were talking about how it's like they had a list of like they were going through the list of Twitter checking things off. <laughs> When they address the Holdo maneuver, we need something drastic like the Holdo maneuver, and they all they all look at the guy like you're an idiot. Uh, yeah, that. And then I was gonna ask you ask you guys like, you know, before we get out of here, like, what did you think of the ending? Like returning to Tatooine, Luke and Leia's lightsaber, the twin sons. I, I don't think it. I don't think so. It's, it's once again, like I don't think it had the emotional resonation, resignation, 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 uh, resignation. It didn't resonate with me. Uh, because I I don't think they they handled her great. See the yeah, lights. I, I did I like. I liked her lightsaber though. I liked her lightsaber that she the took, way it looked. Well, yeah, yeah that she good. she took her staff. You know what I mean, and made it a part of her future. You know, and I, I liked all that. I I did like that, but 
like I liked the idea of putting the two lightsabers together, right? Like you're reuniting the twins. Yeah, it's it. It's in the same leather that Leia's was in that that Luke had. Like, yeah. I liked all that. The only part I thought thought was awkward was the girl, the lady at the end, and she's like, "What is your name?" She's like, "Ray, what is your last name?" And then like thirty seconds go by, like like <laughs> put, like put yourself in that other lady's shoes. Like you ask her her name and now and now she's like staring <laughs> off into space for like thirty seconds, and she's like, "Uh, Skywalker." You're like, "All right, psycho." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I um. That's Star Warsy to me, though. Yeah, that, it that is. little pause. It's like someone pointed out to me the end of Revenge of the Sith. Obi Wan turns up, hands them a child he wants them to raise, then leaves without a single word. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just Star Warsy. It's well, but yeah. I, it didn't really land for me either. Though I liked it on paper. You yeah, know? he. Um, she. Yeah, I. I think that. Uh, well, so let me say this. I think that the end of this movie should have been something that made me well up and it, it didn't, but, but let me, let me go on to say this. My wife who isn't, I mean, she's a star Wars fan by default because like her life has so much to do with star Wars. Her kids are named after star Wars characters. You know what I mean? Um, my wife cried like the entire second half of the movie really, and scored the movie a 9.75. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She sounded like she liked it because I watched your reaction video this morning. Yeah, she loved yeah. it. She loved yeah, it. I'm so glad for her, man. You know, I'd yeah, that was, liked yeah, that's not, the no? thing. Is like I talked to somebody this morning. Uh, I think <laughs> it was on, on Twitter. Ooh, sorry about the coffin. Yeah, gonna... it's all right. It's on oh, on Twitter on. right after I, I put out the reaction video. You know, about about ten minutes and twenty seconds after I put out the reaction video, and they were like, um, they were like, "Hey, man, I I walked out of there. I loved it." And you know, my reply was to it, dude. I'm so happy to hear that. Like and that I mean that shit. Like I take no joy in somebody feeling the lack of satisfaction that I feel. I want people to. I want this to matter. Like you know, it's it's kind of the same way I felt with Endgame. Like I walked out of Endgame. Like I didn't like that at all. But I never wanted to rain on anybody's parade that did like it. Yeah, man, me too. I'm very similar. You know, that something happened to me when we were watching this movie. So I saw this film with um, one of my best friends, a guy called Kieran, and I saw it with my two brothers, right? Um, one of whom is two years younger than me, and the other who is a couple of years younger than me. And we've seen all of these sequel movies together. And the youngest brother, right, he's, what is he, he's about 15. I don't even know what fucking age he is, I'm man. Um, no, he's about, he's 15, right. And um, he's been on a real Star Wars buzz, like, the last month and a half, right. He's playing Battlefront, he's been reading the comics. Right. Like, he's really been getting into it. And me and my older brother were doing a rewatch of the films. And it was the first time he'd really watched them all with us. Uh-huh. And it was so great getting to to bond over that shared love of yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, when we were watching this film, just on the thing of not raining on anyone's parade, in the final act, because as I said, I didn't like it, and neither did my the other brother, the, the older one. Um, I turned to him because he said he didn't like it, and I said, look, let's not talk honestly about it till we get home, because I didn't want... I didn't want to ruin it, you know what I mean, on on the 15, on Ben, that's his name. I didn't want to ruin it on him because I know how special it is to see something like that in the cinema and love it because right, right. Uh, 
you know, like when I was a kid, I saw the Clone Wars movie in the cinema, and as much as I love the Clone Wars, that is objectively not a good film right. at all. Nothing about it is any good. But I remember just being enamored with it. Like I was over the fucking moon, and I would hate to rob someone of that experience by going, oh, it doesn't connect, it's overpowered. And that's the difference between the way we talk about this and the way the other side of the fandom. <laughs> right. I don't think they're a side of the fandom. I think they're allowed. I think they're allowed. Fucking minority talk about it is that they will try to you know rain on your parade. And to be fair, some of the people who defend these movies do that too. But they right, will try and rain sure. on your parade and say you're a shill, and you only want diversity and all this shit. Nah, it's not about that. It's not about that for any of us. I think that's perfectly fucking clear if you actually listen to what we're saying. Correct. So that was a bit of a tangent. No, there. no, no, no. I think you're dead on. Like, like the, the, the people that that hate this movie and say it's be, like, like it's forced diversity, it's Mary Sue, it's this and that, and then the same people on the other side that say you only hate this movie because it's about women, you're sexist, you're such and such. Both of those extremes are ridiculous. <coughs> They're ridiculous, yeah, yeah. They, and, and they don't represent the common fan or the common moviegoer. Yeah, this is true. Um, so we'll close it out. Tyler, do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh, I mean, chances are, if you're listening to this, we're already friends. You already follow me, and you already know where to find me. But if not, uh, every Monday night, enter 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 the realm, eight p.m. Eastern. Be sure to check it out, um, and then you can follow me on Instagram, Tyler the Collector Doc. And I am going to be on Rum Collectors, I think, not this week coming, but the following for my annual check-in. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, I'll give it a listen. Uh, more Star Wars talk. Yeah, more Star Wars talk. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we'll do Mandalorian next year. I don't know. Or maybe uh, Clone Wars. Um, Andy, is there anything that well, – before you go, before you plug what you have, I just want to say once again, as I always say, <coughs> if you enjoy the Force Friday content, Andy is the – the backbone of that content he is the one that definitely keeps the wheels greased on that because if he if it wasn't for his help i legitimately would not have the time to do it it's a fact so i want to thank you as always for your help in that regard i would say you're overstating my contribution but we're on a podcast and i don't want to have an argument with you over but thank you i, pre- <laughs> I appreciate i appreciate the shout out man for for sure you know and, i love that shit as well and uh is there, do you want to plug your new? You have a new Instagram uh, uh, profile. I surely do. do yeah, plug? yeah, yeah. Um, so I've I've got a new Instagram profile, which I've decided to separate it from my personal one because I want to talk about nerd shit and give out about whichever Transformers masterpiece I've got my hands on or whatever it is. So it's Steel Gear One One Seven, which is a random name. I'll, I'll probably change it anyway, but look it up. I'll leave it for a few days. And one thing I do want to plug. Hope you don't mind. Is I've actually started my own podcast with two of my nearest and dearest friends. Um, it's called Your Mother's Favorite Podcast, and it it's on basically all the major networks. You know, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's on all that shit. I'm getting ready and to listen in about a half hour, as a matter of fact. Really, yes, man, you got to let me know what you think. I will. It's 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 very rough. You know, we we did it with one microphone. You can hear it now, but it's very rough and ready. We just talk shit. That's all it is, but hopefully it's funny. <laughs> and uh, if anyone wants to give it a listen, I'd really fucking appreciate it. Like, awesome. check it out. <laughs> Thanks, dude. I'd like that. I'd like that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, and uh, you know, the, the three of us, I'm sure, will will be communicating, and we'll try to line something up for you guys for January to wrap up the Mandalorian, and then maybe another one to kind of get ready for Clone Wars, and another one post Clone Wars. You know, kind of yeah. keep it on that trajectory. All right, pleasure, gentlemen, as always. <laughs>